Dive into the mystery, the scenery is everything The fussing and the fighting and the feuding and detecting it is true Cast True Bobcast True Bobcast Time is the narrative, flat like the circle is Man is the cruelest kind of animal, there it is True Cast True Bobcast Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. I'm happy to report we're in a new location, a completely new location. It's not the lounge. It's not the natural lounge. It's most certainly not nowhere near anything in nature. We're actually at, I guess, what do you want to call this? Like, country, country lounge? We're in the grandy over here, the grand lounge. We'll call it the grand lounge. I like that. So we're at Mickey's apartment. The uh, grand lounge. We didn't have any time to go up into the hill today just because we had occupation. But, like, uh, right now I'm playing hooky from work. Nice. And uh, I came out of work to do this podcast, dude. Because that's how dedicated I am to the all right, so there's so many things to, to talk about since last night. Like uh, today's Monday, episode two premiered last night, and the deal is is like okay, so nine o'clock rolls around. I'm watching it with the the live audience. I haven't done that in a long time. Tuning oh, in at nine, you, right? You, who'd you, had you on Max down the bottom of Max? It says on live now, and like it'll show you like what HBO cable would look like, right? So I tune in. I thought you didn't have the Max. I got Max. I got oh. it. For true, I got it. You know what I mean? I had true. to. I had to get in there. True, true, true mindset. So I'm like a little tired, but I'm fighting back, like, you know, the, the sleep, you know, like demons coming on me. And then the opening scene happens. And just like that, I snapped out of it. One, because it uh, did something different this time. It didn't start with credits right away. It started first with a scene. Cold open? Yeah. I don't remember cold op- opens in season one. Hmm. But regardless, okay, so we're back at the crime scene, right? We're back at the crime scene, and there's a couple things that occurred during this sequence that I loved. One, the introduction of the phrase shitbowl. Shitbowl was a big character this week. I think it dropped three times. But I do want to note one thing as well that, uh, you know, we're back on the uh, true choo, choo. Uh, Bobcast here. Hopefully the intro is... Oh, yeah, yeah. We just did an intro (laughs) song, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, my first thoughts of this episode are, uh, you know, true detective, night cunt tree (laughs) from the township Penis, Alaska. Oh, it's Ennis the Penis. Yeah, yeah, okay, you got it. Ladies reboot, dude. (laughs) I didn't even think of the penis. (laughs) Ennis the Penis. All right, so before we get into into all that, though, the opening sequence, right, after the shitball thing, the fact that, like, they don't know what they're doing and they address it, like, you know, get your shit together here to act like this is a crime scene. It didn't and seem like a crime it scene. It didn't seem – well, also, like, the fact that the jurisdiction, you know, technically they want to give it to Anchorage, Alaska. They want to push it off. I like that. But I think that Jodie Foster's character is taking up responsibility of this because she feels deeply within inside that she failed the Annie K person, whom I'm still learning about, that murder case that's now attached to the murder case at – Tisala or whatever it's called, Shala. you know. Well, Tisala. Ladies reboot in full effect trying to kick the case up the ladder. 
Yep. And fighting for the case. Ladies reboot. That's my hashtag, bro. I got to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. You're, you're, this is mind. good. This is good yeah, podcasting. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. I, I don't want to agree with you 100%. <laughs> um, uh, so, so, then, so, so, like, so wait, yeah. So, I just have to finish my thought there. Yeah, so like yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite films comes out, I think it's 95. It's this movie seven. And they do did this thing in True Detective season two, epi- season four, episode two, that reminded me of when they came up upon the figure who was in the room. There's a dead guy in the room with a bunch of air fresheners. And they think he's dead and he's not. And he jumps. Oh, right. So the corpse right off the right, bat does right, that, right? And right. dude, that scared the shit out of me, dude. That I haven't was, scared in a while. I was engaged. I, I wasn't been scared. Engaged. You know, like, and like yeah. I was like, oh, and but the way that they shot Jody's reaction. Her just being like, what the fuck do I do with this? <laughs> and like the whole time I'm thinking like, this dude's really alive? Yeah. Like, so he has mass-induced hyperthermia. He loses a limb and comes to to the pain of someone just ripping off your arm? Clearly a reference to that wolf choking up that air in the first episode. That yeah, was yeah, gone. yeah. And uh, the facial, I don't know if that was CDI or an actor, but whatever it was. That was scary. I'm with it. That was scary. I think that was some of the best visual imagery. Now I've his eyes are burned. His retinas are burned. It seems as if they've tried to scratch out their own eyes or scratch out their own ear. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on, which alludes to the fact. Probably like a hear no evil, speak no evil, see no evil reference. Maybe. Now I'm thinking about it, ripping out the ears, the eyes, and biting, shutting them Well, out. I mean, there's a couple parts throughout the episode. What's the kid's name, by the way? What's this new detective? Pryor? Name? I like this kid, dude. You know what I mean? He's young, but he's smart. and like He's our only hope. Yeah, really. It's the de- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, Pryor. like, that all happens. Oh, and then, detective. like, just like the whole uh, introduction to the corpsicle. So the yeah, corpsicle was very um, – have you ever heard of the Rat King? Have you ever heard of – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Theo Vaughn represent Rat King. Well, the, 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 the actual, actual Rat King is like what happens is a ball of rats that yeah. gets formed when they all form one big body or whatever. But like there was inspiration for that I, I read online. There's inspiration about it being attached to like H.P. Lovecraft stuff. Oh, of course, yeah. It's, um, it's so deep. It's Edgar deep. Allan Poe. Yes, the, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What is it? The Misadventures of Nantucket Sam or something? Yeah, there's all and that. The sequel, The Antarctic mm-hmm. Circle. It's a deep, deep. Uh, what the heck was the word I was looking for? It looks almost um, reverse engineered. You want to put that right here since we're inside. Uh, reverse engineered or. Um, not paint by the numbers, but it's like fabricated. Like the story is just like there's yep. there's a lot, and season yep. one was too. Ladies reboot, so like it just kind of puts the pieces in place and does what it has to do. Which it's not a knock. It's just I'm calling balls and strikes here. Okay, so we. I mean, I have to touch upon it now since there's no choice. But in the scheme of things, can't call it a reboot when now we know for a fact. For the course of only just seven days, by the way, seven days of thinking in your head. When will they attach everything together within moments of season four, episode two? We know right off the bat that, yeah, my prediction, which was not – I didn't read any of that online either, by the way. I just remember him saying, I feel my my pops, you know, birds and the bees. I had to go to Alaska. And I remember thinking like, Alaska, Alaska, you know? Yeah. But the fact that it is his dad, which is revealed mm-hmm. by Rose. Now, my question is – she says basically, yes, the tr- the ghost of Travis Cole. And like, yeah, she says that. Yeah, it's frightening, right? But the place that they're in, right? Her home looks like rust. Like, oh, yeah. it looks like his visual representation. It looks like the storage closet. Yeah, 100%. But like, yeah, um, all right, all right. I love the fact, though, that like, we don't, is that Rust's mom? We don't know that because I don't, cause think, I don't so. think he ever mentioned his mother yeah. once. Yeah. 
it might have been someone he'd taken up with. Uh, I love the That's I love the I slow thought. roll though. I love how you know before she said Travis Cole, she talked about the leukemia. Yeah, but then this reveal yeah. that he wandered out into the dark night. Yeah, and then he went out there to uh, what to, like just uh, not let the leukemia take him over. And then she also says that Travis something comes back like to visit him when he wants something, and like or to say hi or to get something. Okay, so all she that, all that together, right? So like, if you take world. what just happened in that episode and you rewatch season one, like I just did, mm. season one ends without the paranormal conclusion that we all thought it was. It was actually just a straight murder case, right? But they always had the illusion of the sprawl and the yellow king and the, the sprawl evil. You know what I mean? Like, and the then you know, hot. dude, there's something that we don't know. First off, did they write this with? season one in mind i don't know but if they are that means that travis the, the spiritual version of travis is aware of the yellow king and is Rust aware is coming back it, we'll we'll, okay so, before, so check it out so i was thinking about it this morning Rust okay why back. why would they let's do just, that right let's call so what okay so it's not a coincidence that rust season one episode one they roll up to the scene and you see detective marty hart and you see detective rustin cole they are assigned that case. Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting to think, no, they're not assigned that case. He was supposed to be put there. He was supposed to be put there to get involved with this because how else would you explain the, the sprawl going from New Orleans all the way up into Alaska? And then we, we got to skip ahead now just to make sure that we're covering all you know, like our bases here. It's also revealed that the Tisalal or whatever Tisalal. is funded by the Tuttle Organization. Dude, when I heard that, a lot of people at work I was talking to, they didn't pick up on that. They didn't oh, even really? remember it. There's someone about that drunk driver. What's her last name? It's like Chalmers. I mean, see, this is shit. there's so much stuff that there's, we don't even know. Like, they cover. Packed in. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on. Direct you know? sequel, ladies reboot. Um, but I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm, I'm not hating. I'm just, you know. Stating your, your, yeah. Okay. But I mean, there's that. But like, uh, so the, the organization spreads all the way through there. So the tunnels in the beginning were just taking care of schools and like they were having like uh what was the name of uh that place that uh remember johnny what was his name uh johnny joni <laughs> johnny joni he goes to the school it's uh shepherd's flock shepherd's flock. so we had a whole bunch of places like shepherd's flock that he you know would have all the school contacts schools getting tax exempt things but at the same time they were putting <coughs> season one's big bad into all those schools to to have a contract and then find children for the Tuttle organization to sacrifice. The illegitimate son of the illegitimate son. I mean, look, the Tuttle organization is shadowy, mm-hmm. sinewy. Well, do you remember when Russ went there to ask questions? And uh, oh, he's yeah, like, I'm yeah, going to yeah. put you in touch with our you know, archiver or whatever. And it seems all happy. But then he's the one who gets Rust put on suspension because he rats to yeah. uh, his- Russ breaks into his house. Well, Russ breaks into his house and eventually. he mysteriously dies, that and, Tuttle guy. Yeah, but he Russ's explanation for that is that he thinks that the other guys found out that he lost the tape, which in turn – and if you look at the tape, I, every time I think of the tape, I think of like uh, when Russ hands him the glass <laughs> and there's like no communication, but it's like, okay, we're going to start drinking. But um, the yeah. tape, there's more than seven people there. There's There's a lot of people in that room and – even from the body type of like season one's baddie, I don't see him in that video really. So, Why and Russ says uh, it, we didn't get them all, you know? I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're out there. That's clear. And that's obvious. Uh, I think I had this weird thought. It's, I don't, I don't want to follow this, but it's like Tuttle, um, 
organization, Tuttle family, it's kind of like maybe a stand-in for like this Illuminati. Could be. I, I don't yeah. want to lead down that path, but it's like that concept. Well, it seems big, like evil is yeah, evil power involved, controlling everything. Right? Like it seems they like... went from churches for pedophilia to video games and everything else for mind control and takeover and you know the end of man. They said that, didn't they? That there's money in video games, video and like... games like dry cleaning. They they said all these different like various offshoots. Yeah, dude. When I heard that, technology. I was just like, oh boy, this is way more connected than I thought it would ever be. I yeah. thought we'd get sprinkles like of like you know crumbs of like uh, yeah. Remember like season three? They're like. It's the true crime episode of Detective yeah, Marty Harden. And you're like, there they are. Yeah. This is completely different because this is, this is directly, yes, we're referencing season one, but then to go so heavy on the the spiral and then the way that the spiral goes off into this tangent almost with, we see the one guy in the beginning has the tattoo on his head. Forehead. Arthur C. Clark. Yeah. What did he write? Time Machine, Conan Doyle? So Clark, Raymond Clark is the All guy. All the names are just Raymond Clark is the guy in the photographs with the spiral who eventually is in relations with Annie K okay. or right. Amy K. I don't know. She's supposed to be an activist or whatever. There's photographs of both of them getting the spiral tattoo yeah. in the same day. But the interesting thing was Navarro's case, she never heard of this dude Clark at all. Right. And obviously they were living together. He might have made a dummy of her to like, you know, uh, <laughs> think that she was still there. Not spooky but when spooky you go into cabin. this guy's like little cabin or whatever, and it's like basically the golden eagle. I mean, there was variants of the the, the 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 sticks you know what i mean like yeah they said there were some references to the dolls from season three i didn't see i dude it was so quick you know what i mean i only saw it, it was once. quick the bones the dust how did it get so dusty in there though come on dude well nobody been in there for how long three well, you days saw, you saw the snow right the snow was up how long heavy. has Annie k been dead do we know Annie k has been dead for about maybe a year they said in the beginning, that's it I think. yeah maybe a year or two so it got that dusty in one year i barely knew he was living in there. there he was in there it looked a little anyway. That's well. Then again, I mean, like if you're living in Alaska, are you cleaning? You gonna have people coming over for like something? That place looked like it was. I gotta rewatch it. I didn't say out really nuclear. There was (laughs) dust like an inch thick. But anyway, all right. Wait, one little criticism because we're critics, you know, critiquing this episode. You didn't see their breath when they were around the tableau in the beginning, uh, the corpse sickle. <laughs> I love how that's caught on. It wasn't, it wasn't being visible. It didn't look cold. And I read that in a review and then like, I looked for it this time and it just, it they didn't look cold out there in the snow. But did they, is that on location? It's gotta be in a, I don't know. Caribou how about when the one guy tries to cut the ice, down. like right on them and she's like, what are you doing? Yeah, right. Who Six is this? Feet. Michael or Jason? Or well, it just seems like her entire face? staff are aloof. They're all men too. Yeah, all men. <laughs> I guess I they're all dumb men. Yeah. But I, um, I do like her, um, and once again, like the you know Danvers character, like you know, um, very reminiscent to me of um, she's behaving a lot like Marty in a way with the way she just uses men for sex. They all use men for sex. Oh, how many yeah. how many different men did she have sex with in that? Episode? Oh, everybody. She's the um, how about the guy stud. who's like her chief? She's the stud. She oh, shows yeah. up and she's like, "Are we going to sleep together or what?" I know yeah, you're sticking yeah. town for nothing. Yeah, and then he gets done having sex with her, and he's like. I don't think you're qualified for this. She fucking <laughs> leaves, dude. Like, she's out. 20 years later, they've been doing it. Um, Yeah, so I was thinking about this in the gym earlier. Like, you remember back in the 80s and 90s when they really addressed all this, like, objectification of women in movies and TV and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And, like, you can't do that. You can't objectify. Okay, great. You can't. I believe you. Let's not stop doing Let's stop doing that. But, you know, 30 years, 30 years later, we're going to just objectify men, and it's going to be empowering and cool. When's the last time you watched a film from like 1985? Back to the Future. Okay, good point. Uh, how many lines does Marty's girlfriend have in that? 
None. <laughs> I'm a god. I'm a mom. Right, but that's, like, is that is that um, there was making a... w- women look like anything other than you know just scenery. I mean, that's not objectifying. That's hmm. not making them look like Marty's not taking advantage of the women in that movie. You know, and like yeah, but do you remember when Marty's is, okay? So you remember when Marty's at the bar? Marty, and Marty, <laughs> which Marty? De- detective, detective <laughs> Marty Hart. We just had a true, a true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> slipping. But do you Back remember when it's season one where he's at the bar and he sees the chick that he's cheating on, like dancing with some other guy, and he gets real jealous and goes right. over. Yeah, and, and then he, he goes he to the house the and like tries to beat. He beats his ass, yeah. you know. He says he asks the guy. He's like, "She sucked your dick," and he's like, <laughs> "Just a little, <laughs> <laughs> just the tip, just the tip." But the tip uh, you know Ennis, his behavior. Yeah, I I rewatched that just recently, and like you remember, like when like his wife like sits him down and she's like, "Yeah, dude." I slept with your partner. It's the only way to get back with you is to sleep with you. Know, like- yeah, it was written by Nicky Piz. And by the way, Nick Piz did post on his one uh, social media account that he does have nothing to do with this. Well, that's the that's a classic case of when you sell a script. So for people who don't know, like HBO bought True Detective 2012, 13. They were filming it, right? Sure. When they buy that, they're not just buying the script. They're buying the IP, the intellectual property behind True Detective. Right, right, So right. technically, they could do whatever they want. It's like somebody making a new Batman film 75 yeah, no plus years. But the interesting thing to me, though, is I don't think Pizzy, like, I don't think Pizzy would have been capable because I think Pizzy really is a great writer and he doesn't like to repeat himself. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like, you know, like the term like on the nose, mm-hmm. like being a two on the nose, mm-hmm. like this season, I would not see him writing anything like that at all. I would not see a scene where Pizzy's mom or Cole's mom is like, yeah, that's trapped. You know what I mean? Like he would always mm-hmm. give us little crumbs, yeah. never the whole slice yeah. of bread. It, like I said last time, let it wash over me. And it just kind of like mm-hmm. hit me with the seaweed. But with the sixth episode, I'm OK with that. My pops just actually like. Gave his little critique of season one. Mm-hmm. And he just said it was like drawn out and long. He's an old guy, you know, mm-hmm. in the 70s. And it's like, okay, this season's not like that. It no, is a little right more off fast the bat. Yeah. It is a little mm-hmm. more direct. And that's not, a, that's cool. You know, for now, maybe in five years, we look back, it might be a little, because, dude, I just watched True Detective season one last January and yeah. holds up. I, I finished last Saturday. I mean, it so holds it's a couple up. Days. It's a brilliant it's amazing, masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you still find stuff. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, after yeah. like years of watching it. Same with Sopranos. Sopranos is very similar in a way where you'll go back and you'll see like all these little bits where you're like, wow, they missed that. You know, like, um, but like. Oh, Sopranos is crazy. As far as like where True Detective should go now. I mean, obviously we want to know what's going on with the murder case there. It's a lot of people online were saying like, did they reveal the killer already? Is it this guy, Raymond Clark? And it's like, well, obviously not. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, it's got to be the ghost of Annie Kay or Raymond Clark to get it. But like, all right, so that's what I want to talk about. Here. What's going so on? So let's here? let's talk about what I talked what's about originally, right? Originally, I was talking about season one's non paranormal ending or supernatural ending, you know. But the, always like the talk of the Yellow King, of the the Black Stars arising, all this evil talk. Right. But it never really went nowhere. But now we're t- starting to think that it is back. Mm-hmm. Maybe it never was back. And maybe this is the class. And nobody's ever said that in the episode, they were like, well, what would be, what's so scary? Like a polar bear chasing you outside, but would you be that scared to go outside without um, your shoes on? And then nobody, no detective there is thinking, well, perhaps maybe there was something that was put into the water. Because if you recall in season one, the main cocktail for them was LSD and methamphetamine. So, if these guys are on a large dose of LSD meth and it's like a psychosis and they are all experiencing it at the same time, 
you know, I didn't even know about the hyperthermia thing that if you are suffering from hyperthermia, your body tricks itself into thinking it's hot. You take off all your clothes. But there's no mention of like, the, the, well, first off, they're still waiting for the bodies of thought. So they can't really do an autopsy, right? <laughs> well, but, they call it a little bit so, by the So, so end, from man. season one, right? Tuttle's, Tuttle's dead. Is Tuttle dead? Do we ever see Tuttle's body? No. Oh, yeah. He could still be out there. But Who there's still 100,000 Tuttles. Who in season one survived that ending? Like all of them. Sister. The guy on the boat. Will you make flowers on me? She's I alive. I want to make flowers. She ain't that smart, right? But then again. She's just a, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean like. Um, Offspring. Probably the people who were at Reggie Ledoux's property. Um, there's only two people there that we know of, right? I think. I'm uh, just trying to think, like, who could it be that would. Okay, so, like, if it was somebody who was so fucking mad for a decade that Rustin Cole and Marty Hart took out. What was his name? I can't, I'm drawing blank right now. What's the main bad guy's name? <laughs> I don't Ennis? Know, I, don't I forget. Fuck. It's not Ennis, but it's uh, Errol Childers. Childers. Okay, so, so whoever killed him, right? Yeah. And also blew the lid off of whatever was going on down there. Right. So they couldn't do it no more. Right. And for 10 years, they plan out some sort of coop or something to bring rust out of his environment and back into a I, – I don't know. I oh, mean, like, wow. I'm looking well, for some sort of back. motivation. I mean, that's the prediction. Rust is coming the, back. Here's my prediction, right? And He's got to this, this is how I would do it. If but I, I, don't, I don't see I would Marty mix coming back. a little bit of what the new chick's doing, a little bit of piz in there. And give you just a bit. This is what I would do, right? At the end of the season, right? Season six, obviously, or five would be eminent, right? I would end it with season five. But this season, I would end with them discovering one more thing uh, in the last episode. And then you look up in the sky and you're a whoop, 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 helicopter, right? <laughs> helicopter hits the ground. You hear boots hit the ground. You see the boots walking. And then as the boots start walking, you start to notice the walk. And then the camera pans back and you see Detective Marty Hart and Detective Cole approaching the crime scene and jody foster turns and looks at him cut the black no way dude if they cliffhang us like that dude I, I don't but know. Th that's the way you would do it because one you can't pay matthew mcconaughey and woody harrelson enough money to come back in the season they ain't got the money they only got six episodes right but you Maybe could why you could Maybe you spent the budget you could do a cliffhanger uh, a cliffhanger and so if you look at true, hbo though. shows most shows go season five seasons five six seasons that's it you are deep in this. Well, I'm a writer. I'm a writer, dude. So I'm yeah, trying to figure out, like, dude. You I'm got trying to figure out like, what it is. The wall, man. You know, like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm playing ball here. Uh, ah, I don't. Uh, that sounds good. Right sounds though, good. I mean, like, so, Six like, how, how do you, how do you relate? There's a lot of red herrings, and you know, there's a lot of like stuff being thrown at the wall, like who done it, and you so know, in the timeline, eggs. right? Did Russ you smell that comet? I put comedy. I do in my smell. Bed, it smells so. good. Yeah. You like that? Did, do me. Uh, <laughs> in the timeline, I can't remember when Russ goes to Alaska. Does he go to? Is he in Alaska before he ever comes to Louisiana as a detective? I think he goes there after, in between. But he grew up there. He knows his dad's a survivalist, right? So, like, I think he came back with the long hair from Alaska, which is just like his pop. Oh yeah. But I'm starting to think that perhaps. Before he even came to the bayou, something happened in Alaska to both him and his dad. And then once his dad died, then the Yellow King after... people followed him down to New Orleans <laughs> to wreak havoc still on that family. Do you know what I'm saying? You think the Coles are like the angels and the Tuttles are the demons? Is that what you're getting at here? And what's Marty? Like purgatory? Marty would be like... Uh... 
You know what I mean? He would be just kind of like a regular regular dude with a big ass dick. With a big ass dick. I was just a regular dude. You know, there's a lot of parts of Marty. Um, <laughs> in season one where he's getting tampons and then he turns and he looks at the sign for the Fox of the Hound. He doesn't say anything. He's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, turn like, it off. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. I love those moments. This There's a lot of, uh, alcoholism in season one. A lot. Yeah, There's a lot. Yeah. I, I, you know, I work five days a week on my day off. Yeah. I, I know yeah. I drink. I mean, I love when he opens up the crash I, container and he's got the Jameson already in there. Like it's like uh, a yeah. part of the character. Yeah, it's just part of the character. Yeah. And it's like already like sealed. It's not like an open bottle. He like knows like that he'll have to put that back on. Yeah, and again, see, you also well, have that too. It's like these are the things that were that are impossible to replicate in season uh, four. Yeah, that gang wouldn't have been. I was thinking the biker I mean? gang. And uh, you know this guy, Kavik. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on old Kavik there? You mean the chief? No, 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 Kavik. Oh, that guy, the guy. guy with the toothbrush. Like, what is his purpose? Like, it was what, funny. How um, does he move the story along. Rolling Stone or like, uh, what is seriously Variety? Variety said. Um, yeah, he still doesn't have his SpongeBob SquarePants toothbrush. Right. His teeth must stink. What? What has he just not been brushing his teeth? Like, how pathetic of a human being is it to a have a SpongeBob SquarePants, not replace it, complain <laughs> about it, cry about it, have that accent, yeah, and get scared in the which bathtub? Which is just so emasculate. Like, why? Like, what point does this character serve other than? Like, is he going to have some arc? Is Cabot going to be the hero somehow, secretly? No, I think he'll or, die. Ooh. I think he's a pawn. In Obviously, the killers have been aware of Navarro, and they probably like were extremely excited that a detective who was so close was then stripped of being a detective. And something's going on with okay. that. So the flipping of the scripting of the ladies rebooting here is still in play on my in my behalf because if that spiral, which is older than Ennis, probably mm-hmm. older than the ice, whatever that means, evil. It's been around since That's the beginning what, yeah, of Genesis. Getting so. at, um, I've been around since Jesus Christ. You know, yeah, yeah. the devil. So if this is just like a satanic swirl or whatever it is, um, then Annie Kay, who is apparently the liberator of the mining NS Penis Town. Yes, yes, yes. She's the savior. And what's her name? Evangeline. Come on. Uh, she is the one who's going to justify her killing. But if she is the originator of the spiral tattoo on her back, which Clark got after she died, the picture of them together with it was taken before. Records show that four days after she died, he got the spiral tattoo. Perhaps the spiral is almost like something that's like a mark of the beast. That's Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. So if she's the mark of the beast, you understand, and she's mm-hmm. back to kill all these guys, it gets money. Didn't, it, didn't it gets they cloudy. say at one point that, like, oh, yeah, she's going through his notebook. And his notebook's all whacked out, right? Yeah. He's got all these all... weird drawings and stuff in there. And he's, just, it... he's, like, he's like the guy. He's like uh, Reggie Ledoux. It also says in the notebook, no one is coming to help us, I think, or something like that. But, like, <laughs> yeah, obviously he probably – maybe he was being drugged that whole time. He might have been doing the drugging. He's walking around naked with the spiral yeah. tattoo. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, maybe he was a little uh, – Dude, how about cooking, when they find the up? video footage on the phone – and the guy shaking, uh, shaking. That's him. That's Arthur C. Clarke. Yeah, but like the fact Conan that he's. Sh- but did you see the like the the light come from the left side of the screen? Yeah, like After it was an explosion clicked. of light because we didn't see that when it was happening in real time. No, the black. It just What's went- his te- the young detective's name? Who he he gets the prior. Phone. Yeah, prior comes and puts the face, <laughs> the face lock thing, and she's like, uh, "Good that work." That was money. Good work. And and I hate to admit this because like, uh-huh. 
you know, who cares? But I was like, what does frozen dead face really activate the face lock on a phone? Probably. I know, but would it though? And I hate to think that way. Yeah, yeah, it was a great um, story. It was a great. I did like how she was like, "We're going to need the ice rink for the bodies." I thought that was cool. And the yeah, and that woman there, she was like, she was like, "Fine," because I love this town. She's a mining woman. That's what they kept referring. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of that. It's also kind of like season two because if you remember, like that city had a bunch of workers that were like a water. It was like Chinatown. Yes, yes, right. So there's like a little bit of that in this too as well. It's like they took all the three and dumped it into this this is what i'm talking about it's like you know if i were to sit down right here on my floor and start writing a story Mm. i would start creating characters i would start creating backstories i would start creating setting i would Mm. you know use all these elements you know the hero's journey wheel if you want what's his name uh joe what's his name peter joseph no 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 um joseph miller who did the hero's journey yeah whatever whatever so there's so many ways to create story to create characters and you know we all know Hollywood is kind of over that. Uh, they're just rebooting everything. And this, like, it, it's like they're just AIing this. It's like they're taking all the elements and using them instead of, like, ideas. It's like... That's the only thing I'm scared of, to be honest with you. As an, I, I did sense towards the end that it would be a mistake to continue to... Um, like, the beats are the same. Like, kind of. Like, the body discovery that you know the, the spiral you know what i mean like do, get, i think next episode because they blew us away i didn't think they were going to give this much information out too i think episode three's got to be the episode that people are like what what's happening you know what i mean like the one but, shot if they have a one shot yeah and then one thing too they that's have like, a one they do spend time with this weird like type of ptsd imagery stuff like there was this sequence where navarro bends down into her car to get the phone and she picks up a rosary. She sees the rosary. Well, yeah. The little throws it out the window. Oh, yeah, of course. And right. then you go back to some sort of flashback, which is, I guess is a tie to the PTSD that her sister has. Yeah. Is that her mom or and her they sister? all have PTSD too, by the way, all the characters, all of them have PTSD in some form. Every single true detective dick <laughs> has some shit going wrong with them. Oh, big ups on your, uh, reasoning why she didn't like the Beatles. That was never printed. I never read that anywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's happy music. The why kid, would you want to listen to happy the music? The kid probably died. You know, she was yeah. singing beautiful boy to him or something. No one listened to a Beatles song after that. That was so money. I didn't see that. You saw right through. That. I did see right through that one. <laughs> now, and uh, um, what's up with the polar bear eye? Like, how is the one so that, the polar bear and the one has the polar bear, and like they don't know this yet? Not everything is as it seems. The dad didn't know he stole them. And this guy, this what a bonehead, dude! Who, who? The guy who's got the obviously catfishing uh, text uh, yeah, message yeah, yeah, correspondence yeah. going. Yeah, yeah, the- that guy. What a bonehead. I'll send you more money. How could you be that stupid? But first off, why would this dude be allowed to have the case box? Anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. They're, they're, He's getting a Russian mail order, bro. He's getting blowjobs <laughs> from the drunk ladies in the tank, the, the jail. The Chalmers. And now he, you know, then he comes, flowers. To, comes to the thing, slaps his son, says, you know what you did? Blood yeah. sticker than blood or whatever. And it's like he does that and like leaves. Meanwhile, you didn't even look at the dead bodies. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, hey, the corpse and why is right the, here. The Jordy Foster's kids just allowed in and out. Yeah, of- yeah she's allowed to come in. There's it's no like anything goes. There's no security. Small town. That was the interesting thing about Pryor, if that is his name, who knows? Yeah. But uh <laughs> he went to being a kid again when Jody's daughter shows up, he's a kid again with her. Yeah, he's chilling watching. He's not an adult detective, dork. you know. Does she call I, him a dork? I like uh what is the one line that was said? And then Navarro says to Pryor, uh, be a moment of time before 
And Navarro says to uh, Danvers, it'll just be a moment of time before you piss that kid off. Right, right, right. You know? Father pride. And then you have nobody left. <laughs> We're just creating our own. But yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah, I was blown away. Um, I want to ask you before uh, we wrap, because we still have a little bit of work to do before I go back true. to work. True, true, true. Predictions. What do you think is going to happen? Well, I, I think Rust is coming back. I mean, I'm, I'm sooner than later. Like, that's a good question. I mean, gotta be. A, he's gotta be in season episode six, five and six. They gotta have the cliffhanger at five, and then just at six. Dude, they gotta do my scene. Somebody out there listening. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how good would that done. scene it's be? In, so, other predictions. Other predictions. Um, bop, 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 bop. I don't know, man. Did do we not predict? So I already. Made, I've been trying. Yeah, to I made mine. I mean, like, I just think that. I didn't think that we'd be where we're at right now, two episodes in. But with that being said, dude, I'm totally like on board just because um, it's nice to be invested in something again. I haven't been invested in something fictional in a long time. I know. It's so like, lame it, out there. Like we've been invested a lot with spirituality. And as you know, with spirituality, there is no end. No. But with this, we're, we're, we know there's an yeah, end in sight. This is art. You know, this is yeah. art. And that's one other thing too. Mm -hmm. It's like, what is art? What is design? Like, is this show designed to be True Detective where season one was art? Hmm. Like, I think, yes. I think this is designed to be True Detective. Not that it's not art, but I think it's heavier on the design of True Detective than the art of True Detective. God, you know what? I was just thinking it would be like the worst ending possible if it was like one of those like twists where it is just all these stories told by Detective Marty Hart writing true crime. <laughs> <laughs> he's an old man. He's got a dip in his mouth. He's like, yeah, like, hey, on a, uh, a book forward. They go to Alaska. True crime. Ladies reboot. <laughs> <laughs> what does he say then? He's like, uh, single malt still your favorite? <laughs> single malt? I don't recall. But... It's sick how much the, the memorization factor is yeah, for 10 good. years. You just watched it though. I, I, I still had it, it though. I mean like. I know. I remember the hits, but you remember all like the, yeah. the deep cuts. Remember when he's like, uh, when's the last time you ever go hunting with your pops? <laughs> but, dude, I'm all about it. Uh, really good work. I want to give yeah, a shout-out to uh, Mr. Lenny Walters, who was the instrumental. Um, he helped us uh, record all the music for our new uh, True Bobcast song. Eventually, I think we should interview him and see what his thoughts are as an outsider uh, in the true detective world. But uh, my name's Bob. This is Mickey Hart. And this has been yet another <laughs> episode of True. Bobcast.